So the problem is this. You do the job and the client says, thank you, but when you send the invoice, they whine and complain. They pick it apart for how long you're on the job or what rates you're charging or whether you've charged your apprentice out or what the materials were used or what were the markups you used because they could get them cheaper at the hardware store. And you feel unappreciated, frustrated, and just plain angry. And you should do because this situation really sucks. Tune into today's podcast where we talk through how to deal with invoicing complaints once and for all. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Alrighty, Tony Fraser-Jones here, the host of the Profitable Tradie Podcast, here with my mate Phil Smith, COO here at Profitable Tradie. How you doing today, my man? Yeah, good, man. Good. Ticking along. Ticking along. It's yeah. going to be... Uh, I reckon it's going to be a really helpful episode today. There'll be lots of people uh, fizzing at the bung, frothing at the mouth to get into this one. <laughs> yeah, mate. Frothing at the mouth, all right. Uh, I love that saying, frothing at the mouth. You don't Makes like, you sound like a rabid dog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when this happens, you flipping feel like well, a rabid dog. Well, you do feel a wee bit like a rabid dog, don't you? Mm. Sometimes you look like one too, but hey, that's a separate issue. Uh, what, me personally or just people in general? Yeah, like, I, no, that's comment, no comment. No yeah, comment. Okay. Yeah, same. All right. What are, we, what are we talking about? Well, basically, uh, we're talking about invoicing complaints. So, yeah. yeah, this is where, I mean, obviously, you do the job, the client's happy, uh, but then they get the invoice, and suddenly they're not happy not anymore. Happy. So they ring you up, or they email, and you get that sinking feeling. Uh, we've all had it. Um, you know, it might be the price, could be the time on the job, travel charges, materials, markup, whatever, who knows. Uh, but basically your first response is often outrage. Like, are you serious, man? Like, come you on. You can't be serious. <laughs> Don't do this to me. Uh, and then sometimes the longer the conversation goes on, you can find yourself starting to actually buy into this story a bit. Uh, and you can even start to feel guilty about what you've charged. And it really puts you in two minds. Uh, and there's a lot of really you know, negative effects that can come from that. Yeah. So what we're going to dig into is um, how to deal with these invoicing complaints yeah. and, uh, and get a better result. Right from the get-go, I want to say um, you're worth it. What you charge is worth it. So don't ever feel bad about charging what you do. Uh, most people listening probably aren't charging enough. So don't ever let yourself feel like you're not worth it because you are. Uh, yeah. That's the first thing I want to say. 100%. 100%. Got to believe that worth. And I'm sure 100%. you're going to have a, a story for us. Got a story. Yep. Got a story. Uh, it's an oldie bitty goodie. Um, we might have even shared this one before. I can't remember. but um, oh, We'll find out. We will. Story about uh, an engineer worked on ships. So the ship engine had failed and no one could fix it. So they brought in this uh, mechanical engineer with 40 years of experience. Now, he inspected the engine very carefully, so from top to bottom. After looking things over, the guy reached into his, his bag and he pulled out just a small hammer. And he gently tapped something and instantly the engine burst back into life. And the engine was fixed. So seven days later, the owners got the bill for $10,000. The owner was like, what? You know, you hardly did anything. Uh, can you send us an itemized bill? And the um, the reply simply said, uh, tapping with a hammer, $2, knowing where to tap and how forcefully to tap, $9,998. Love that story. Love that story. We have actually said that before, oh, but it's, okay. it's, a, it's a goodie, so we'll allow it. Thank you. In this case, I think the big thing is that when you're getting invoicing complaints, if you don't have a process and, you know, a way to deal with this, you run into a lot of trouble, right? You do, yeah. 100%. Um, I think... First thing is you're going to end up feeling really discouraged and you're going to end up discounting when you don't need to. 
So you yeah. probably start giving money away and, and start you know buying into the BS that the client's potentially talking about. You're going to feel undervalued and you're going to feel really frustrated and probably downright angry. Yeah. Uh, and it you know pushes your your stress hormones right through the roof because uh, it kind of it kind of feels like the client is saying to you that you're somehow robbing them or doing something dishonest or illegal when they don't want to pay what you've charged. Well, it feels exactly like that, really. Yeah. You feel um, like the bad guy, like some sort of criminal. Like you went and helped them and did the job, and now like you're the bad guy. It's like w- what gives? Yeah, it's like and your integrity's in question. That's that's really what it oh, is. I hate that. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel nice, man. Like I mean, like we're we're honest people. Uh, uh, yeah, I hope you're an honest person anyway if you're listening to this. But uh, you know, we're we're honest people, and obviously that's being called into question. And it's it's just it's not fair. Like it's just really frustrating, and it's it's not fair. And so doesn't feel good but on the other hand if we have a really good process for for dealing with this type of situation um there are actually some benefits that we can achieve too 100 percent. i think the first thing is you're going to get paid what you're worth so that's important you'll feel in control of these situations because it often feels like they've got the whip hand and you're sort of backpedaling but you'll you'll feel on the front foot and you're going to feel confident and positive with actually how to deal with people who complain and you'll be able to talk them around uh and, and get paid what you're worth and everyone's going to go away you know feeling good about it as well yeah, 100%. So how do we go about getting this in place? Because I think everyone's probably pretty keen for this process at this point. Yeah. Uh, this so is, this is a, like, there's a couple of answers to this, and one of them will be, like, you know, how you actually deal with people when they complain. But the other one is is slightly different. It's kind of, I feel a bit like a politician, you know, like not answering <laughs> the question. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, we'll get we'll get there. Just we'll a little get, promise. Uh, yeah, politicians' yeah. promises. Yeah. I, I will answer the yeah, question. I will answer the question at yeah, yeah. some stage. Yeah. Uh, the thing with this is often invoicing complaints uh, are driven by the way you do your pricing and your invoicing. And so, you know, often it's better to stop the situation or the problem from happening in the first place than dealing with the problem. Uh, and and that requires us to really understand what is the actual cause of this problem. Totally. And right off the bat, you know, you'd think that the, the reason is that clients are complaining because they're just, well, they're basically unreasonable clowns who want to rip us off. Yeah. But look, I, I reckon that's a case for a small number of people, like the mm. serial hagglers, the you know, the, the toe rags, yeah. the bottom feeders yeah. who are always trying to scam people. So th- there's some people out there like that, and I'm not gonna deny that, but I don't think that's most people. No. The real reasons I reckon Phil go a bit deeper. And the the first key reason is is unmet expectations. Yeah. Which basically means they didn't know what they're up for and they genuinely thought you know, it was going to be a lot less than they got charged. You know, they thought it was going to cost $700 and it was always going to cost $2,000. Yeah. And they just, maybe they haven't had this job done before. Maybe they haven't used a plumber or a Sparky or whoever for a little while. And they're just like out of the ballpark. Or it could even be, guys, there's, there's always that uh, that instance where it actually might be that they're, it's not even the price. It's what happened for the price Met that didn't meet their expectations. And so that can also present as a price thing where they're like, oh, I'm not happy with what I paid, but it's because they thought they were going to get something different for that dollar figure. Um, we've actually experienced this recently, haven't we, Tony, with a, with a certain little company, which we won't mention, yeah. uh, which promised a little something that they were supposed to deliver and we paid a lot of money. And uh, I mean, yeah, it's unmet, unmet expectations, isn't it? Yeah, so, I mean, it could, it could even be, like you said, uh, we had um, someone on, on, a, on a webinar a couple of weeks ago who... Uh, there was a, a, a fault, the electricians, it might have been a data cabling fault, I can't remember, electricity, one or the other, mm. uh, and um, they went to the job and, and it cost about 1300 bucks. they spent a lot of time, like half a day trying to fix something, 
and they realised actually they couldn't fix it. It was the it was either the Lions company or the broadband company or something. I can't quite remember what the story was. Mm. Uh, and the client's like, well, there's no way we're paying you, you know, 1300 bucks. You didn't even do anything. Like, there's no yeah. result. And it's like, well, actually, guys, you wouldn't know what the problem is if we hadn't done that work. Yeah. 100%. So actually we had, and you are further down the track. So that's like a you know, expectation thing. So Yeah, 100%. Um, and the second issue is, uh, so unmet expectations are massive. Mm. And the second issue is is a timing thing. Yeah. So, you know, you do the job now, uh, and they appreciate you. Like, sweet, problem solved. They're in sort of a, a, a pleasure state, if you like. Mm. Um, but they get the invoice days or weeks later, and they've forgotten about the, the pleasure, and now it's all pain. This is like quite a deep psychological thing. Yeah. Now it's, now it's just cost and pain. That's right. And, and that situation, if there's a big gap between when the job's done and when the benefit's delivered and when the payment's expected, mm. they're way, way more likely to complain. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, I always think about this a bit like a drink of water. Um, so if I'm in the desert, I've been out there a while, there's been no water around, and man, I'm parched. And if I don't get some water quick, I'm going to die. Uh, someone comes along and goes, hey, I've got a glass of water. And I go, oh, thank you. Oh, my God, you're going to save my life. And they go, it's $50. I'm like, take my money. Sweet. Done deal. Uh, at that moment, it's worth the $50, right? But on the other hand, if I take that glass of water, and I drink it, and my life is saved, and three weeks later that guy comes up to me and goes, hey man, remember that water? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, yeah, $50 for that. I'm like, what, $50? It was a glass of water, like, come on, man, blah, blah, blah. The thing is, it's like, in the moment it was worth it. I needed to pay that to get out of pain. But now that I'm out of pain, and it's all resi- you know, resolved, and it's been a wee while, and I've gotten over it, um, that same money seems ridiculous, because now I'm looking at a completely different situation. Uh, so I think it, it's the same, right? Like yeah. if, if the pain is resolved and too much time passes, I forget the pain. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, the only pain is your invoice. That's right. So so I think it's just really important to understand this. This is what causes the problem, and then we're better in a position to fix it up. So it gives us some some uh, some power because we can actually control the outcome. And the first, the first solution really to this, to invoicing complaints, to stop them happening, is getting agreement on the price up front yeah. or fixed pricing. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you and the client agree on the price prior to getting the job done. So the expectation is clear. So any issues are resolved then mm. uh, and, you know, you do the job. There's no haggling later. The client knows what they're up for. Yep. They've agreed to it. They're clear on what it is. Uh, and this might be a quote or a bid. We might have a price book for your work, you know, service and maintenance work. Mm. Uh, and we've done, I think we've done a podcast quite recently on fixed pricing. So I don't want to get into all of that again. No. You should definitely check that out uh, as well. It was a really, uh, really solid episode. Mm. But this will solve, you know, so much of this problem of people complaining about unmet expectations if you actually get them to agree to the price up front. Kind of simple, right? But yeah, certainly powerful. And look, there's a there's a hierarchy here. You can't always get full agreement to the exact price, but the hierarchy. I mean, you got fixed fixed pricing, obviously great. Uh, you got quotes or bids, which hey, there may be even be a variation to that, but you know, it's something that you discuss in advance, um, right down to even just an estimate, you know, or or a budget ballpark or something like. Like if you haven't discussed any kind of ballpark of what this might cost, then you know that's right down the bottom in the uh, you're not going to get this right category. Yeah, well, totally. There's totally you know. 
unmet expectations or you don't know what the expectations are. And the hard thing is it's not always uh, your fault or the client's fault and that's the really tough thing is it's nobody's fault because in your mind you know roughly what this might cost. In their mind they might think they They know know roughly what what it is going to cost. They might even know someone who's had a similar job done some time and so and that person said oh it cost me about you know two grand. But the thing is, if that was done 10 years ago and the situation is actually quite different, but then the client didn't understand the differences and nuances, then I might be sitting there going, yeah, yeah, just do it. I'm happy with whatever it costs. But in my mind, I'm thinking about two grand. Mm. And then you say four and I go, what? Because um, actually it wasn't the same thing. It wasn't apples for apples. But if there's no discussion prior, then you know, yeah, I, or I it was like you said, it was four or five years ago. Or, yeah. Hello, like Things are different prices now. should have gone up double in the last four yeah. or five years with all the inflation. That's kind exactly. of what it is. Exactly. So I think the thing is, is like, yeah, fixed pricing, good. Uh, quote, estimate, you know, bid, good. But even just like a ballpark expectation set, if you can't be more specific, at least it's better than just nothing and then surprising them with something later. Because their expectations, they will have expectations. People say, oh, I didn't have any expectations. They actually had expectations. They just didn't really know how to, you know, Ground them, yeah, hundred percent. So they 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 may have been unrealistic from our perspective, but they were realistic from their perspective, and that's the rub, right? There's always an expectation. Like it doesn't matter what it is, even if my expectation is, I know it's going to be less than ten thousand dollars, which means it could be like a hundred dollars. It could be you know six thousand dollars, but I know surely it's not going to be more than ten. There's there is an expectation in their head. Yeah, hundred percent. So it reminds me of a. uh, a story I heard on one of our webinars recently, um, Doug, who's got a, a really successful business, plumbing business, he was talking about uh, how he trains his apprentices and they have a f- fixed pricing system. And he tells a story of, you know, like if there's water flooding in the house, what's the first job? And uh, the apprentice is like, oh, we go turn the water toby off. And he's like, eh, wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. First job is to get the client to agree to your terms of service. Uh, that's the first job. And the apprentice is like, oh, that's a bit rough. Nah, because if they don't pay, this is like a waste of time. You've got to make sure you get paid. Yeah. Uh, and so you're getting those expectations clear, uh, and then you can go turn the water toby off. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So it's all about making sure we get paid. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Day. And yeah. getting those, you know, getting the agreement up front will solve this invoicing problem, you know, so, so often uh, if you structure the way you price and invoice uh, differently. So I think where possible you want to limit the amount of time and materials work you do, yeah, uh, or time and terror, yeah, because charge up work is typically where this problem comes from. Yeah, hundred percent. Like uh, we said, those unmet expectations. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, cool. I'll pay whatever it costs, but they will have a number in their head or at least a ballpark, and if it fits outside of that, there's unmet expectations. Um, yeah, and that's where we can run into yeah. problems. Our second solution is get paid on completion. Yeah. So you know, that that puts the 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 pleasure or the pain of getting their problem solved at the same time as actually paying the invoice. And as we said, that that can be the cause of people to pick pick invoices apart. Yeah, and would that look, I mean, different types of work may have different types of terms that you can work with. You might not always be able to do payment on completion. I mean, if you're doing commercial work or, you know, you're working through a builder or something like that, hey, that's fine. Um, but in that case, the shortest possible term is, is always better. The yeah. shorter, the better. And with commercial work and builders, most of the time you'll have fixed pricing with quotes or bids in so you yeah. know there may still be some 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 issues um but you've you've done some of the stuff up front but if you take credit card payments yeah. you know have the credit card available to to do the the, uh, the payment then and there or yeah. at least take the credit card payments over the phone 
yeah. uh, or get payment you know, the same day or the next day on completion. That makes a huge difference. Huh. Yeah, for sure. So that's structuring it. Uh, yep. The next thing is, hey, best will in the world, sometimes we are going to get complaints. And, yep. you know, it's actually how we deal with the complaint that makes the difference. 100%. Uh, and so, well, the best way to make the situation worse is to actually argue with the client, not listen to the client and tell them how it's going to be straight away. So, yeah, I know you feel like doing that. And I 100% get that. And uh, I wish you could do that. But uh, it's probably not going to help. It's going to escalate things. It's like throwing some gasoline on a fire. Yeah, not ideal. Because there's emotion in this and people are angry, so we've got to kind of de-escalate the anger and get back to reasonableness. And yeah. we're going to have to do that as the you know, as the business owner. Yeah. Um, so I think the key thing here, man, is questions are the answers. Totally. You know, don't tell, ask questions. Yeah. Uh, because if you ask a question, then it's a lot less threatening and they can sort of come to you with, with their thoughts and their ideas. And if you want them to understand something from your perspective – you're going to have to ask questions that help elicit those ideas uh, from them. Yeah, well, whenever you want to win a struggle against someone else, like, I mean, I think about in sport, if I'm uh, if you're running with the ball and I want to tackle you, um, you know, or, or if it's, you know, hockey, maybe someone's got the puck and I need to get it off them, um, you know, anything like that, or even a negotiation. I want to make sure I get my way and you don't get yours. No, there's an old, old saying is make them make the first move. Uh, because, you know, if you've got the ball and I move one way, you'll just move the other way and I can't tackle you. Same thing, you've got the puck, you go left side and I go the wrong side, well, then you get past. I need you to go first so that I can get you. In a negotiation, you need to put your cards on the table first so that I can counter from a stronger position. It's all the same theme here, right? It's like we want to ask questions so we know what they're going to talk about so that we can be talking about the same thing in the same way, dealing yeah. with that problem. That's right. So make, so, make so, the first move. Yeah, 100%. So questions are the answers, and there's like four or five steps here. So I think we just bust through them, man. Does that yeah, sound all right? Let's do so, it. so step number one is, um, excuse me, you need to listen and validate. Oh, more burps, man. This is... Yeah, stop drinking that weird tea. By the way, guys, Tony drinks weird teas. He you know, like cumin seeds and you know, like they always sort of smell kind of funny and yeah, I don't know. Bro, don't be so harsh. Don't be a hater. <laughs> so if you ever uh, coming past Tony and, and you want to really just get on his good side, bring a strange. I mean, tea. those of you who are watching online, can you you can see you know how good I look? Get a few is- leaves from the garden, crunch them up, and brew that thing. And uh, and Tony will drink it. He'll thank you for it too. I mean, it's obviously good for hair growth. So you know. Yeah. Well, um, we know that's a fact. Yeah. Anyway, um, step one. Step one. Yeah. Without the burps, listen and validate the client's feelings. So yeah. I think that's that's really important. And uh, you know, it's like, okay, so can you just explain what the issue is? Just yeah. ask them that question. So let them kind of vent. Let them get it all out, because there'll be a lot of energy frustration and anger on their behalf. They've probably been stewing on this for a couple of days because people are a bit gutless with, you know, confrontation. So they've been getting up the courage to jump on the phone. and well, Either that or they're a complete hothead and they yeah, got on straight, straight away, but that's like, almost worse. Like. Oh, you know. <laughs> so, so ask them that question. Hey, can you explain what the issue is or can you explain what's going on? And then listen using minimal encouragers. So just to get all the information out of them, you know, para- and then you want to paraphrase back to them what the issue is as they see it. So, you know, and, and this is really important. So you want them to feel heard. Yeah. And here's the, the weird thing. Just doing this will solve some of the issues. Yeah. It's amazing. If they just feel heard, they'll be, oh, yeah, no, that's that's okay. This is what happens. Weird, strange, but true. 
And so paraphrasing is important. So it might be something like, hey, so you feel like, like the charge was more than it should have been and that you feel like it was unfair that we charged you for the apprentice being on the job when all he did was fetch the tools from the van. Yep. Have I understood that right? Perfect. Yeah. Uh, see, people love to be heard. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and as I said, this is going to solve the problem. You know, right and the thing the is, is they sometimes. won't listen to you until they've been listened to. So Perfect. you really need to make sure that you listen to them first. Let them get everything off their chest. And this is a key, guys. Do not interrupt. Yeah. All right? No, got, yeah, buts. You're going to want to jump in and be like, yeah, 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 but. And you're going to want to like cut them off and tell them, yeah, but this is why we did that. And this is why it's like that. This is why it costs what it costs. Yeah. Just let them finish first. Let them have nothing more to say so that all of their cards are on the table. And then we start using those minimal encouragers. We start repeating it back to them, paraphrasing what they've said so that then we can show I was listening. And when we're both on the same page that you've said everything you want to say and I've heard everything you want to say and understood it, uh, now you're in a position where you might actually listen to what I have to say, but only at that point. If I start talking anywhere near before you finishing that and me showing that I've fully heard you and understood you, then all you're going to be waiting for is your turn to talk over me. Yeah, and so that, that that's an argument. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Which is not what we want. We're that's not right. arguing here. This is me listening to you, and then once you've got it all off your chest, yeah. this is me uh, reframing yeah. the that, way you look at yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. And the, so that's step two, which is really explaining your side of the story. And so you sort of frame it up by saying, hey, would it be okay if I talk through how we got the price for that invoice? So yeah. you know, ask for permission. And the, the best way to do this is actually to ask some questions. So again, rather than telling them, it's like, hey, I might just ask a couple of questions because I'm not sure what you know about uh, how, how, you know, how our industry works. Hmm. And so you can ask questions like, oh, do you know how much we pay our tradespeople per hour? Uh, do you know what our, uh, you know, our overheads are? Uh, you know, do you think we have to pay our team to travel? Uh, how would you feel if, um, you know, how would you feel if we charged uh, our tradespeople for getting uh, the stuff from the van rather than the all the tools from the van rather than the the apprentices? Like, you know, do they want the the expensive people running around billing time to do menial tasks? Mm. Uh, hey, would you like to see the GPS record from the van so we can see how long the team was on site for? Yeah. Um, how do you think we can train our apprentices if we can't have them on jobs? Uh, what do you think happens if we don't make a profit from the work we do? Yep. So you can ask a bunch of questions to get, you know, to get them understanding where you're at, and they might say, oh, "I'm not sure what what do you charge, what what do you pay your your tradespeople? Well, we're actually paying them forty five dollars an hour, yeah. but actually when we add our overheads and stuff on, we figured out that it costs us seventy three dollars an hour to provide the service. Yeah, and they're like, "Holy right, okay, this is not so unreasonable after all." And then they say, yeah, well, you know, like the thing is, is it costs you 70 something dollars now, you charge them at, you know, 95. And I'm like, do you think that we deserve to make a profit or do you think that we might, you know, deregister and re-register yeah. as a charity? Yeah. What, you know, where should this money go if, if, if not as a reward for yeah. being yeah, in business? Yeah. yeah. And so, so see, a lot of people don't own a business, just don't get that. 100%. They don't understand it. So it's about asking the questions to help them understand, you know, where you are coming from. Step number three, sometimes you need to link known with unknown. So yep. you can maybe ask a question like, hey, how would you feel if you went to work for the day and then the boss said, hey, I don't think you work very hard today and I'm only going to pay you half. That's how a little bit how we feel today. Yeah. And so that can help people sort of reframe it as well. Yeah. Uh, step four is then propose a solution. So after having a discussion with them, you can ask, hey, what do you propose we do here to sort this out? Yeah. And uh, often the client will be you know, happy to pay because they actually understand why you charge what you do. Or maybe you're prepared to give a little bit, maybe they say a little bit less, 
Uh, and you can say, oh, look, yeah, look, I've, as a show of goodwill, I'm, I'm prepared to do that just this once. Yep. Um, you know, because I understand your expectations weren't met, as long as it's not a massive amount. So, and you can just negotiate the solution uh, from there. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And step five is to, you know, sometimes people will just be unreasonable. And if you've gone through that process, you can say, hey, look, we still need to charge this. If you're not prepared to go there, we're going to have to take the, the action to enforce this this yep. invoice. And sometimes you, you need to do that and, and you send them down the process for that, which is ultimately might be some debt collection or, or mediation or whatever it is. Yeah. And I think that's, again, where it's important that you had all your eyes uh, <laughs> dotted, T's crossed yep. beforehand in terms of terms of trade and, and things like that. Uh, otherwise, you might get stuck at this point. <laughs> That's right. So, and and this will solve you know ninety percent of the problems, but there might still be those hardcore, how do we say, recidivists, morons yeah. who are just you know just I don't know, drop kicks. They don't get it, and hey, they have to feel the weight of, of enforcement. Yep, that's right. That's right. So you got you got to pull trigger, eh? Yeah, when it comes hundred percent. Yeah, I think the last one. This is huge. Is I just want you to know your worth. Like if you are listening, you deserve to be paid well. You deserve to pay what you invoice. And frankly, and we find this with most of the people we work with, you actually need to charge more, not yep. less. 100%. Uh, so don't let uh, clients who don't understand talk you out of the money that you've worked hard for. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just saying, I'm giving you permission, you know, not to take a backward step with this. You don't have to. It doesn't mean you need to be silly and confrontational. We've sort of talked through the process here. Mm. How you deserve to get paid for doing a good job. Guys, more than that, you don't just deserve to get paid. You deserve to make a profit on your work. I think this is really, really big because, you know, often when you get into these kinds of discussions, it, it does get called into question whether or not you're being greedy uh, by making a profit. But you deserve to make a profit. Otherwise, why would you be in business? There's, there's literally no point. I've said it once, I'll say it again. If you're not wanting to make a profit, deregister your business. Re-register as a charity. You pay less tax uh, and you get a warm fuzzy. But in this case, guys, like you're in business for a reason. That reason is to make profit. A business is a profitable e enterprise. You deserve to make profit. It's not a greedy thing. It's actually a function of what you're doing. Okay. And it, it's what every business does. So really important that you don't get talked out of that, you know, deservedness. Yeah. Or made to feel like the bad guy. Yeah. Or made to feel like you're being greedy because there's profit in the work you do. Yeah, that that's a really important part of business. Yeah, and it, and and just remember that um, when they're questioning you, actually, it feels like they're questioning your integrity, and and they might think that they're questioning your integrity, but really, what's happening is it's an unmet expectation. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, should we land this plane? Let's do it. So, uh, complaints from clients about invoices after you've done the job in good faith really do feel like a kick in the teeth, but when you understand why. It is happening, which is about unmet expectations and timing of payments and jobs, you can actually structure your pricing and your payment terms right to avoid the situation You know, most of the time. And for the complaints that you do get, you've got to learn to ask the right questions so the client can understand why the bill is what it is. And remember, you are worth what you charge. Thanks heaps for listening, team, and we'll catch you again next time. See you later. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading, and it's at profitabletradybook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at profitabletrady.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Trady in the YouTube search bar. Or four, 
Book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at profitabletradie.com forward slash podcast call. Or if you can't remember any of that, just check out the session notes.